Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the 24th day of March 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Belvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Hey, um, let me tell you something, pals. Uh, earlier today, uh, I recorded a podcast. I had a little bit of time to kill. I decided to do something that relaxed me, made me feel good, and all this wonderful stuff. And I recorded a podcast sitting basically in a parking lot in Santa Clara, and I felt really, really good about it. I felt really good about it. And guess what? It's gone. The sound is gone. It's not floating to Neptune. It's not floating in the ether. It doesn't damn exist anymore. This fabulous podcast that I wrote, I felt really, really good about it. I felt really positive about it, and it's gone. I recorded on the recorder function on my cell phone, which was acting wonky for a little bit, but it's been doing a good job now. It's gone. Never to come back. It's gone. It's it's totally gone. And this is one of those moments when I'm like, you know what? I promised you all I would keep the streak alive for a little bit longer. Sully Baseball Daily Podcast started at my kitchen table on October 24th, 2012, and it's going to end in a studio in Palo Alto, California on April 2nd, Sunday, April 2nd, 2017. That's how it's going to end. That's what's going to happen. And I thought maybe, damn it, I got to skip a day before that. But nope, nope, I'm going to deliver you this podcast today because you know what? It stinks because I'll never recapture that. No matter what I do, even if I try to do it, I can never recapture it. It is kind of like a baseball game in that way that you could have the same teams play in the same conditions, in the same weather conditions and everything like that. But the fact of the matter is it'll never turn out the same. The variables, the wind, the, where your mind was at the time. It could all bounce around. And do you know what? That's a little bit of what could happen here. It's funny. My phone's doing some weird things recently. The other day I was at work. I had a long, kind of stressful day at work. I'm not going to pull back the curtain that far, but I got news for you. Sometimes your pal Sully has some stress. And I turned my phone off because, you know, your pal Sully doesn't do this for a living. I'm a video man. I, I direct videos. That's what I do. I, my taxes are getting done. What, what do you do for a living? I make videos. Sorry, I thought you did the podcast. I do, but that's not where the money comes from. The videos. The video! And yes, I did kill the radio star, but I did not shoot the deputy. And while I was there, I turned my phone off at one point. Do you know why I was making a video? And you know what really screws up videos? Your phone. 
Actually, my phone is an old-fashioned ring. Why? Because I'm dumb. My phone ring used to be the uh, Joe Buck call of winning the 2004 World Series. And then for a while, it was the Joe Buck call of winning the 2007 World Series. I decide not to make it the Joe Buck call for the 2013 World Series. But if the Red Sox win the 2017 World Series, I may give it a shot. But I turned off the phone, shot the video, wiped my proverbial brow, and turned my phone back on after a few hours. And I saw I'd gotten a few text messages, one from my wife and one from Rafael Rivera. Now, if you've been following the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, you would know that Rafael Rivera is an extraordinarily talented editor here in um, the Silicon Valley. And he edited the first two Sully Baseball in memoriam videos. I edited the third one myself, but he is an editor I work with a lot here at my job. I got the two texts. Now, that wasn't what was bizarre. What was bizarre was those were the only two texts. I don't mean those were the only two new texts. I meant those were the only two texts I had in my phone at all. And I was looking, I have tons of texts. Texts from friends, texts from people I work with, texts from people looking for direction, all the stuff. And you scroll down, text, 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 text. Some people send me funny pictures. Some people send me funny videos. Some people text me, where are you? Which is my least favorite text in the world. Where are you? I'm somewhere. I exist. And where are you is, of course, you aren't here. You should be here. Why are you not here? Where are you? Well, maybe I'm somewhere else. I'm reading, wherever I am, I'm currently reading this text. So I hate those kind of texts. But they were all gone. I've had this phone for a while. I've had this phone since 2012. That's right. I've had this phone since the beginning of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And there are probably text messages from 2012 on there. And at first, I kind of freaked out. What about my text messages? I don't even remember all the text messages that are on there. Which ones do I need? Which text messages do I need that has an address or has a picture who has directions or something? And then I found it to be oddly liberating. As if to say, they're all gone. All those texts, whatever texts come in now are going to be new. Those are all in the past. And the fact that I have to say, I don't even know where we're on half of those texts, may be telling you something. Then you're not really using them, are you? Seriously. Maybe this is a sense of letting go. These things are burdening you, these reminders of the past. Some may be positive, some may be negative, some may be whimsical, some may be sad. But maybe... It's a good thing. They said, do you want, let's just wipe them all out. Let's just start today. And sometimes saying, I'm going to just start today could be a good way to live your life. All is prologue to right now. Now, that doesn't 
always work in baseball, of course. Baseball exists in the past, present, and future all at the same time. The past is either something to celebrate or a burden. The past can haunt. The past can fulfill. But there is a sense that the past is real in baseball, and it hangs over teams, whether it's decorating 27 championships over the Yankees or a lifetime of futility in Cleveland. The mentioning of Francisco Cabrera for an entire generation was a reminder that the Pirates couldn't even achieve mediocrity. While clips of a World Series championship could mean happiness for one and devastation for the other. All I have to say to that is 1986. But the past is always there, always looming, always making itself felt in baseball. It affects the present. But there can be a sense of letting go as well. The burden of the past, when that is shed from a team, oh my God. It's as if everything that is bad that had happened right up until that point was all to build character, and then all you do now is face forward. I'm thinking about Cub fans right now. Cub fans right now are experiencing something that unless you are super old, I'm not going out on a limb. You're, you're, you're dead if you saw the 1908 Cubs. If you found one person who was still alive who saw the 1908 Cubs, I guarantee you they're not really active fans anymore. But, you know, I know a guy named, like, Louie, and he lives in Homewood, Illinois, and he still watches every game, and he's 174 years old. Okay, fine, Louie's a great fan. But for everyone other than Louie in Homewood, Illinois, this is a moment where you kind of look and you say, all right, I'm going to let go of the past. I'm moving forward. The past is there, but now there's a new sensation that I have, and that is enjoyment without the burden. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan. Maybe I've mentioned that before. The Red Sox won the World Series in 2004. Maybe you heard it. It was in a couple of papers. I can tell you that the spring training of 2005 was a surreal experience for your pal Sully. First of all, I was a father. My wife gave birth to twins in between the Red Sox winning the World Series in October and the beginning of spring training in March. Actually, no, spring training had already started. All right, during spring training, fine. So in that spring training, but it was, it was not a surprise to me, you understand. I knew my wife was pregnant. So I knew like going into spring training, um, I was a dad. So I, that put a new perspective on things. But also, I never had to ask the question, will I ever see the Red Sox win the World Series? No, you did. Okay. What else do you need to know? 
I have to tell you another thing. Uh, I'm really, really glad for completely selfish reasons that the Red Sox won the World Series before I became a father. So I could have that absolute idiot, you know, jumping up and down moment of seeing the Red Sox win the World Series. And I didn't have to temper that with someone saying, Paul, you're a father, behave better. I don't know if anyone said that. I don't know if anyone said that to me. In 2007, I watched them win the World Series. Okay, 2004, I watched the Red Sox win the World Series in a bar in Santa Monica, California. In 2007, I was at the home of uh, someone who is now a very successful television producer whose name I'm not going to drop. Um, and in 2013, I watched it in my parents' kitchen, and I did a podcast during the game. Now, the point I'm making is that when 2005 began, I realized a few things. I realized that I never had to ask that question again. Will they ever win the World Series? Nope. Cub fans are experiencing that now. I know many San Francisco Giant fans whose misery was really, really underrated over the years of the near misses that they had over the years. When they finally won in 2010, it was like, oh, okay. I never have to worry about that again. Chicago White Sox fans in 2005. Oh, I, I never have to worry about that. Philadelphia Philly fans, you know, especially young ones, were wondering, am I ever going to see any of my teams win a, war a championship? Oh, I guess, I guess that's going to happen. Cleveland fans, yeah, the Indians didn't win, but the Cavaliers won. Um, are any of my teams going to, oh, wait, yeah, absolutely. How silly of me. And moving forward, you realize that you appreciate the game in a different way now. You can appreciate the game without the burden, without the anger, without asking, am I ever going to? Yes, yes. You wanted to see it once in your life, and you did. So now you can just enjoy it. And the time you really feel it, the time it becomes a sense of, yeah, it's not as, I, I don't have the anger, is when the team fails again. Now, I'm going to use an example. I'm going to go outside of, of baseball for a little bit. But if you're a Cleveland fan, I have no doubt that the blowing the three to one, I, I hesitate to say blowing the three to one lead because the Cubs were a superior team on paper to the Indians, and it was startling that they took a three-game-to-one lead over the Cubs. But losing a World Series where your team was up three games to one and were one swing away in the ninth and the tenth inning from winning the World Series and falling short is a gut punch. But admit it, if you're a Cleveland sports fan, the Cavaliers winning that summer helped. It helped. Because as a Cleveland sport fan, you never have to ask the question, 
Will any of my teams ever win? Am I going to live and die without seeing one of my teams win? Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? The Cavaliers won. And not only did they win, they won down three games to one to statistically the one of the great teams in basketball history. And so while the pain of a Cleveland Indian fan was strong for losing that World Series, you never ask the question, will I ever see my team Will I ever see any team that I root for win? Yeah, you did. When the Red Sox collapsed, and they collapsed horrifically at the end of the 2011 season, it sucked. But it was just a baseball loss. It wasn't more than that. It wasn't, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm never going to see this. I'm never going to do that. No, no. no. It's just like, oh, man, I wanted to win that. I really wanted to win that game. I really wanted to get to the playoffs that year. It helped that they won the World Series two years later. But it wasn't like, oh, what am I going to Oh, the anger that you used to feel, that I used to feel when they would lose and they came so close, was added like, I've never experienced this. Oh, I did, didn't I? That's been removed. And now I can just be frustrated that they lost and move forward and enjoy the game, enjoy the happiness around the game. In fact, I love that 2011 World Series, one of my favorite World Series of all time. When the Red Sox lost the Aaron Boone game, I didn't watch the World Series. It was the only World Series I didn't watch because I couldn't deal with it. Instead, oh, okay, remove the burden. The Giants had a monumental face plant in last year's playoffs where they blew that lead in game four. And I absolutely believe if they won game four and went to game five, handed the ball to Johnny Cueto with all the pressure on the Chicago Cubs, I absolutely believe the Giants would have won that series and the Cubs would have been eliminated in the first round. Instead, the bullpen absolutely wet the bed, and it was a crushing loss. But it just was a loss because of the championships won. So like those texts that have been deleted from my phone for reasons I don't understand, maybe that's a little bit of what's happened to a fan base who could say all those other things in the past They exist, but they're gone now. They happened, but I don't have to think about them ever again. You don't have to think. If you are a Cub fan older than seven, then you don't have to ever ask yourself the question, am I ever going to win? Am I ever going to experience that? And you will find that what happens is your enjoyment goes up. You love the game. You fall in love with the game, not, oh, my God, will I ever smile? Will my offseason ever not be ruined? No. You can now just have fun. Baseball does exist in the past, present, and future, but sometimes that past is a burden. If that burden can be relieved, man, let me tell you something. For someone who has experience and has lived through it, let me tell you, my dear friends, with their earbuds in, listening to your pal Sully, 
it's better. There are people who would say, and there was mention of the curse of the Bambino. Like, oh, you know, the Red Sox fans secretly want their team to lose because that means that, you know, they're special and they're going to miss it. No, you don't miss it at all. You realize all the times it made you miserable. You realize all the times it sucked the enjoyment out of watching a game, which by definition should be nothing but enjoyable. And now it is. So maybe in life, erasing some parts and saying, all right, we're starting here. Ready? Go. Maybe that's something positive to do from time to time. It's hard to do in baseball, as ghosts are hard to exercise. But when they are exercised and they are gone, take it from me, life is better. So if you sent me a text before today, uh, I'm not going to answer it. Do you know why? I'm starting fresh today. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, right iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, and everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Making no attempt to replicate the podcast I recorded earlier today. I just decided to record it differently. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 24th day of March, 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Eh, you can call me Sullivan.